and welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Nightmare. It's my 50th episode, so I thought I'd have a guest on. And that guest comes in the form of my husband, Dev. Hey, Dev. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do my hello as well. Hello. <laughs> is that it? Is yeah. that what you're offering? <laughs> that's, that's the best I've got, yeah. Dev isn't really into podcasts. He doesn't listen to them. I think he's hasn't been on this show yet, so he's just going to talk. Yeah, no, I like I love this film, so I had to had to be a part of it. Yeah, because Deb doesn't really watch horror films as such, do you? You're not big into the the horror stuff. So. No, if I if I'm gonna watch horror, it's got to be like either shit hot or shit, but nowhere in between. Shit. Oh, so you mean because you? I got, we'll go into that in a minute. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So for this episode, we're going back to two, the year 2000, and this is American Psycho. I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. If you stay, something bad will happen. Sabrina, why don't you dance a little? Christy, get down on your knees. Can we go now? We're not through yet. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? have any witnesses or fingerprints actually yes mm. <laughs> very nice i don't want to get bruised you're inhuman i know my uh behavior can be erratic i need to engage in homicidal behavior on a massive scale hey paul What do you do? I'm into uh, murders and executions mostly. I have to kill a lot of people. American Psycho was directed by Mark by Mary Harron and is based on the novel by Brett Easton Ellis. And the screenplay was written by Mary Hallen and Genevieve Turner. It is rightly so in 18 and runs for an hour and 40 minutes, had a budget of $7 million and made just over $32 million. Stop looking at me. It stars Christian Bell as Patrick Bateman, a young professional living in New York. He has the looks, the money, and looks like he's living the American dream. And he also manages to hide from all he knows that he is, in fact, a serial killer. He kills the homeless, sex workers, friends, and strangers. No one is safe. The lust for blood escalates, and he soon submits to his uncontrollable urges by going on a killing spree, killing all who get in his way. Brutal. You missed the dog. I can't believe you missed the dog. I know. We're going to talk about the dog. I have to ease them into the dog. People can handle people dying. It's just when the dog comes along, you have to schmooze them a bit to prepare them. For a dog being <clears throat> stomped on. Okay, okay. So, Dev, why were you happy to come on for this film? I really like it because I can identify with Master Bateman. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... um. <laughs> I was about to divorce you then. No, it's one of my favorite roles for um, for Christian Bale. Uh, I think it's just got this this weird dichotomy of his kind of deadpan, absolutely dead inside, you know, voice and everything, but covered up around that is this veneer of humanity, and uh, I really, I really like that. Do you think he? Um, did you actually like the whole film, or is it just his performance? Ooh, good question. Uh, no, I like the film. I I love the setting. I like the time. I think they got that like really authentic. Um, I love that whole piece. Um, 
you know, the, you know, don't wear that top. Wear a skirt. You're prettier than that. Yeah. Uh, that whole thing. You just you can't get that in uh, you know a current day setting. I don't think this would fly in the same way. The whole Wall Street yuppie thing. Yeah. No, I um I'm not the biggest fan of this film. When I saw it the first time around, I. I mean, I think Christian Bell, like you said, I think he's absolutely amazing this. He's a bit too good. And so sexy. <sighs> no, that's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously you look at Christian Bell in this and he's gorgeous and, you know, he's got it all. There's a lot of man ass. There's a lot. Yeah, well, you know, let's not complain about that. Something but for everyone. There is something for everyone. But I just, I don't know. I think <sighs> it's really hard to explain with this film because I think the performances are amazing i think some of the stuff they do is amazing but yeah i'm not completely sold on the film the way a lot of people are how come i don't know i like there's parts where i get a bit bored and you know it's but i think it's because i also like really fucking hate him and his friends i mean you're just surrounded by a bunch of narcissists i mean the jealousy over a fucking like card with your you know your name on it i mean this whole thing just the way they talk i mean they're the most disgusting type of men that you'd want to meet i was watching them and i was like going could you imagine one of these men being your partner okay but it's really <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to stand up for the men here <laughs> no no not at all actually what i was going to say is i think that that's actually intentional they're supposed yeah. you're supposed to think they're yeah. assholes because it reflects his disgust for mm. everyone, you know that's that's all he feels. And you gotta remember that this is his telling of the story. It's not mm. like a third person view, and that all ties into the whole thing at the end, where you know you don't really know what happened, what isn't true, what is, and so on. So I think you're supposed to think everyone's kind of shit and shallow and you know pointless because that's the way he sees them. Yeah, but I I just find that a bit much. Like I you know. I did like have um care for certain people like the like the the dog that Dev um so gracefully mentioned and the homeless guy and it's like it's it's his when you find someone who like cuz obviously I do true crime and you hear of people they go in they see someone they kill them you know I mean obviously that's bad but with this it's like he almost like especially with the homeless guy the way he kind of talks to him as if he's going to help him and he kind of lures him into this false sense of I'm going to get you something and stuff like that. And then before he kills him, which is bad enough, he's just so mean. Do you know what I mean? And I, it's just, it's just obviously murder is bad, but it's just when they just stick the knife in just that little bit more. So before I kill you, the last words you hear are going to be what a worthless piece of shit you are. And basically, you know, what's the point of your existence? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just I think, so cruel. <laughs> no, but I, that's the point. He doesn't give a shit. No, I know, but that's why I find it hard to sometimes watch because he's just so like. Very rarely do you come across, um, like, obviously some people in you know some serial killers and stuff. You see it, but like with him, there's literally nothing there. I mean, he's the scariest kind of killer because there is nothing to work with, and I think what. I always, and that's why I find him quite scary to watch is because I think Christian Bell does a really good job of, like, you look at him and there's, like, how can you act that? How can you act like there's nothing there? And I'm not saying Christian Bell is anything like this. Of course I'm not. But it's just, it was too, his performance was 
too good, <laughs> which is a compliment, <laughs> but also a concern. Yeah, Christian Bale's an absolute sociopath. Yeah, no, I, I do. I love that as well. I think uh, there's lots of films where the baddies, you know, is full of sort of rage and, uh, and venom and all that. But, um, you know, I mean, there, there is the, even that bit in the film where he says, you know, that, you know, you look behind these this cold gaze and uh, and there's I'm simply not there. Yeah. And uh, and I think he does a classic job of getting that across. And plus he doesn't have like an MO. He doesn't have a way of, he doesn't have a particular type of killer, uh, person that he kills. He doesn't have a particular weapon. I mean, we use, we see so much. It's like, it's like he's just like, there's so much out there for me to use and so many people. What, just, was, what was your favorite way to, of killing them? What was your favorite bit? My, was it the axe, the chainsaw? My favourite scene at the whole film is obviously when he's got Paul Allen, who is played by Jared Leto, in his apartment. And, like, uh, Paul is, like, off of wasted. And he's, like, really jealous of Paul Allen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, and that's one... I think that's one thing that does drive him is jealousy, because he just can't... But the things he's jealous of are stupid things, like, do you know what I mean? But, like, he, well, to me, they are. Eggshell. Yeah, yeah, but do you know yeah. what I mean? He's just, like, he's so angry, so he brings him over. But then he does this, like, really manic, like, talking about Hugh Lewis in the News, great band, great song, and his movement, the way he kind of does mm. the dance, and how, like, the whole thing is a dance. Even the way when he goes to get the coat, and he gets the axe, and he's behind, and then just the way he goes... Hey, Paul, and just smashes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just like smashes him over the, the head, and you know, kind of whacks him a bit. But then when he's done, whacks him a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's at least that's the best way of downplaying. <laughs> Chops him apart with an axe. Just whacks him a bit. Well, but then he then he just sits down. He's got all that blood all over him. He sits down, and he's just kind of like, you know, it's like I need to just calm down a little bit now. You know, I, I think I've probably gone over the top a little bit. And he just kind of sits there, and he's like. It's just so, and then when he drags him through to take the body out, there's like blood. Yeah, and so that's that's exactly it. I mean, I don't want to get like too tied up into the what was real, what wasn't mm. discussion yet. But there's uh, there's a lot of kind of questionable things where you'd say, is that a plot <clears throat> hole or is that like you know part of the the narrative that you're the unreliable narrator type thing? But yeah, no, I love I love the Paul Allen scene. Hey, uh, is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's all so over the top, like, yeah. and it's just, it's like he, you know, like when you've got someone that's really excited about something that's about to happen and they can hardly contain it through every part of their body, through the way they talk, through the way uh, the things they're saying, through like their movement and like how he's dressed. And he was just like, he couldn't wait to do it. Like I'm, I'm surprised he even took that long, you know, that way. Because, but he, he did. He, he, he resisted, and got his coat on. You know, he had some control <laughs> on his Mac. Put on his Mac. But then when he did it, it's just the way he went. Hey, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, like Paul didn't stand a chance. No, no, Paul was fucked. You got a, you got a dog, or you, you got a little chow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I thought Jared Leto was actually kind of good at it. I think they, they all kind of pulled off that Wall Street yuppie thing really well. But um, you know, so we haven't talked about yet. Hey. Willem Dafoe, who is a legend. Yeah, no, I love uh, those conversations. They're so tense. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I'm going to say, though, my new thing, anytime I don't want to give an, an answer, is like, hey, where are you going? I need to 
return some videotapes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That won't work today, though. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> hey, where are you going? going I've got to return some videotapes. Yeah, and then, then just like, briskly are you having an affair? <laughs> yeah. um, no, I know what you mean. Because, like, does he... Because obviously he said that Paul's gone to London. So does he think that he's done it? Do you think he thinks that he's done it? Well, yeah, that's the weird part because he checks out the alibi because at the end he goes, mm. you were with them and stuff. But he's like, at what point did he find that out? When did he get that alibi? Because it does seem for a while like he's like really probing him more so than, than you would unless he was a suspect. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even when they have lunch and mm. he's there, you know, he's he's just got that... Uh, Man, Willem Dafoe is awesome. He's just got that like piercing stare. Like he's, you know, he's just knows exactly what's going down and he's just toying with him. But he almost does that talk the way, um, you know, the way they kind of do that laughing talk. Yeah. He does that as well when About he's talking subtext. to him. Yeah. 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 So he, he, he does that as well. But no, I thought he was, um, that was a good casting actually. But it has quite a big cast because you've got Reese Witherspoon, who plays his girlfriend, Josh Lucas and Justin Threw. They're two of the narcissist yuppie assholes. Um, Samantha Mathis who was a really you know the girl that he was having an affair with who was extremely oh, yeah. tragic and of course Chloe Chloe Selene I don't know how to pronounce her name who was the secretary and I think she Jean her name uh, her name was she was the only one I felt that he had any sort of like a slight inkling of feeling for because he actually did bring her to his home and he's standing behind her with that gun to shoot her in the oh, head, yeah, the, the nail, gun. nail gun, Jesus, <laughs> and like the the phone rings, doesn't it, or something? And um, but he's like, you need to go. So she thinks he's saying, I'm going to hurt you because obviously I you romantically, know, romantically, yeah. Um, and she's like, well, I go, and I was sitting there going, would you just fucking get out of the apartment? <laughs> yeah. You know, because she was doing that thing where it's like, well, if I stay, then maybe, maybe something yeah. will happen. Whereas he like, no, I will fucking run, run bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. No, uh, but uh, talking to the female cast, actually, Reese Witherspoon is great. Yeah, she's she's hilarious, man. It's so young. Yeah, you know that bit where they're sitting at the coffee table. You know, uh, you know, Evelyn, I just don't think this can work. I've I've really got to commit homicides on a massive scale. And she's like, well, you know, well, we, 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 and she's just kind yeah. of like, we don't have to talk Patrick. about the wedding or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's just so kind of not even there. Um, but the crying reminded me of when she started kind of crying. You know, in Friends, when she's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. I just, that's all I could think about when she's like, plays Jennifer yeah. Anderson's sister. But no, she is good because it's like, I feel like she knows how to handle him. Do you know what I mean? Because like... Yeah. I mean, fuck being in that relationship for oh, either God, of them. yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's just clearly like a, an arrangement more than anything else. Yeah. And, and they just... Kind of just to say that they, you know, they're together. But what what did you um, think of... Do you remember with the two sex workers, the one he picks up... Christy. Then, yeah, Christy. I'll call you Christy. Yeah. And then he brings them to the house. And it's just weird the way he's kind of like talking like about music again because he's talking about Phil Collins. Is that the one where he's talking about Phil Collins yeah. and stuff? And uh, then he's like, and under uh, your shirt. And then... Uh, my know? favorite line, yeah, is full of so many like really outrageous quotable lines. But yeah, he's in the middle of talking about bloody uh, Phil Collins or something. And then it's like, Sabrina, I didn't say stare at it, eat it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then just carries on. I mean, it's just full of weird shit like that. And of course, the you know the iconic bit following that, you know, where he's he's boning them and sort of like oh. checking himself out in the mirror. Uh, that was one of the most 
disgusting uh, things to see in a, any scenario is some guy banging a girl, looking in the mirror, going oof like this and flexing his muscles. I'm like, oh my God. Should I stop doing that then? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. Um, but yeah, no, but I, I liked them too. And I liked how they were kind of like automatically kind of like as if they were going to try and look out for each other. Like they were almost glad that the other one was there because they knew. Bit of protection, bit something of protection, a bit weird. Yeah, because I thought, I couldn't remember like a lot of what happens here and I thought that he was going to kill them. So when they left, because I especially really liked the one he picked up in the limo. And when they left and they were a bit, he'd kind of beaten them a bit. Um, I didn't think she'd get back in. And then when he got, when she got back in the car and he wrote her that check, because he went back to find her, yeah. didn't he? And then she jumped out and then I was like, oh, she's safe now. And then, you know, he takes her back again to Paul's apartment, doesn't he? And brings her yeah. a new friend along. Yeah, what was up with the whole Paul's apartment thing? That's a real mind fuck when he goes Ooh. back. And, yeah, but she uh, turns around and she says, oh, this is nicer. nicer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which will add to his rage. It's not. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> but it would add to his rage. So like... um. So that girl obviously was someone he knew, but I thought her death, the friend, was one of the most brutal when they were having sex and he starts kind of going down on her. Oh, yeah. And that, then even I thought that was a bit fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Because like your whatever chance you may have if you're on your two feet and you can run away there because he was just so frantic with it and the way the, the knife was moving so quickly, you don't stand a chance. You know you're fucked. And it, it happened, like, it's not a scenario where you expect it to happen, is it? I thought he was biting her. No, because I thought he'd seen his hand going. No well, way that... Maybe he's doing both, but he came up with a, oh. a face covered in blood. But maybe because he was stabbing her down there. Well, yeah, maybe. It takes, it takes oh. a new meaning to eating someone out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I didn't know. I thought it was a knife. Well, maybe, maybe it was, you know, going at it with both. But whatever it was, it was, just, and then you're the girl seeing that and running out. And I thought, again, she was going to get away, but obviously she can't figure out how to get out of the apartment in a moment of, you know, panic. No, she gets out all right. No, she doesn't because she opens, the, she goes into oh, rooms and then she opens yeah. the closet and there's those bodies in there and stuff like that. That and was then, a bit of a kind of classic horror thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm running away, but going in all the, the wrong, wrong directions. directions. Yeah. 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 And then like how, when he, and another thing, she's banging on all the doors to get someone to come out. And you'd think someone would. And he's running around, like you said, ass hanging out. With a fucking out, chainsaw. Covered in blood. Yeah. And, you know, going, you know, shouting and stuff. And then he manages to get her with that, that chainsaw. And I, I was, I didn't See, want her these to These days, you could have an electric chainsaw and be much quieter. But I thought it was a bit nuts. Well, he's got a petrol chainsaw walking down the hallway. If someone was running down the hallway with a fucking petrol chainsaw, I'd hear it. I'm not looking at you like that because of what I'm looking at you because you were like going, well, if you're going to do it right, you might as well like upgrade to a... Just saying. To an electric you know? one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdo. Um... So who else? What is it with the name? Why do people get, keep getting his identity wrong? Well, I think it's because, I mean, like he's such a, he tries his best to fit in. And then yeah. he becomes so faceless and yeah. nobody that um, that everyone just kind of forgets who he is. And, you know, maybe on Wall Street, that's how it is. Everyone's just some fucker you don't really care about. And uh, and it's all the way around. Like maybe uh, at the end, you know, the, the lawyer guy, maybe he didn't have, 
you know, dinner with Paul Allen. It was some other fucker that he got his name wrong. And, uh, you know. Well, yeah, knows? because they say that he was spotted in London. And then they think that the, because um, like the. Well, Willem Dafoe's character says that it was not verified. He said, yeah. he, he said he wasn't sure if it was someone else. Yeah. So he might have thought because he calls um, Bateman Davis. He obviously could have got it wrong with thing because with um, Paul Allen that saying that he was actually in there um, doing that. But I suppose like the director himself is it because like the whole ending, it does leave us very like confused as to kind of what was going on. Because like, especially when he goes back to the apartment, you know, he goes back to the Paul Allen's apartment. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's all, completely yeah. cleaned and nothing's there. And obviously he's really confused. And he tries to lie, saying that he saw that it was in the paper and he thought he'd come and have a look. And that woman, she kind of, like, I think that that stuff was in the apartment and they did a quick sweep, got it cleaned up so that they could re-rent it quickly. What, a bunch of dead bodies? No, yeah, because, like, it's just the way <laughs> she... she didn't even know who Paul Allen was. No, though. but she, she, you had to see the way that she spoke to him because she turned around and she was like, basically, don't come back here don't cause any, don't cause trouble or don't say anything. It was something along those lines, which was a really strange thing to say. Now, because oh, he was some rando who turned up and no, then but it wasn't that, lied what, about how he found out about No, the but place. if she had turned around and said, Oi, you didn't see that, get out, fine. But she was, there was, it just looked like she was saying, Look, don't say anything because I've got people in here looking at this apartment and I don't want them to know that there was dead bodies in there. I felt like she, they had gone in there and completely cleaned it. I don't know. I think it would take a lot to really get a place like that. But you could be right. Because yeah. like, otherwise, is the entire apartment, as we saw it previously, a fabrication? Because like later in the, in the film, there's like, there's stuff that's clearly not real. Like the ATM, you know, feed me a stray cat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's clearly fucked up. And, uh, you know, well, if I ever... <laughs> I'll let you know if I ever get cash out of an ATM that tells me if he did a stray cat. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and like even the bit where, you know, when he shoots at the cops and then one of the cars explodes. Yeah. And he like, he looks at the gun like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so like, even he doesn't, I, I think is like, maybe this is, you know, this doesn't seem right. Uh, so I think, but the apartment shows up quite early on. Like, I mean, he's, I suppose he's nuts still because he hacks Paul Allen to pieces, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, he's seen the apartment. So the apartment's got to be real. I think the apartment is real. And I think all of that was real. I think that they had gone in and cleaned it up. Ooh, hang on. Because here's the thing. Because Willem Dafoe says that he'd gone to London and he'd packed a few bits and some luggage was missing. So, like, maybe... Maybe that confirms that he did kill Paul Allen. Or maybe he knew Paul Allen was going to London and so that was how he imagined it. Who knows? I know, I know. Because <laughs> I think as we as we kind of get towards the the end of it, it's like he he just loses his shit. Like is anyone like the type the people he kills, like like you said, he's at the ATM and that old lady comes along and is like, what are you doing with that cat? And he just, like, shoots her. <laughs> the cops, the guy in the the hotel or apartment block. And he just, like... Ah, now, he got his name wrong as well. He goes, hello, Mr. Smith, or something like that. Oh, and, did he there? And you sign no. in, yeah. And then he shoots that guy. So, like, uh, I think he's at the wrong place. And so, uh, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's just another one of those things where, like, man, is this even, I don't even know what's going on anymore. It's just his sort of descent into real madness. And I think the, the phone call um, to his lawyer at the end is uh, is kind of the culmination of that, the peak of madness. Yeah, what is it he says about, I just had to kill a yeah, lot just, of people. just had to kill a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. And I suppose as well with all of them, they do all quite look the same. You know, they've got the same those cars, they all get the same job, they all dress in the same suit. Like none of them, I mean, obviously, you know, I know who Christian Bale is and Josh Lucas and stuff like that, so you know that they're different people. But there's nothing about them that really stands out as anything exceptional. They're just a bunch of idiots that we never see actually do any work. You know, I know Christian Bell goes into his office. It's not like they're hard at work. They're in the pub drinking. There's just nothing there. So, like, are they even worth being remembered for who they are? Yeah, really. He just rocks up and puts a bunch of porn on the TV. And uh, actually, no. That was in his apartment. That was in his apartment. Yeah. No, in, in the office, he put on, like, baseball or something like that. Yeah, he puts his feet up and just relaxes. And it's just like they just don't. Like, there's no purpose to any of them apart from being dickheads. Yeah, I'm sure they do. You know, well, they have lots of meetings and things, but fuck knows what about. Yeah. Like, it never really showed anything of what they did. They just, like, you know, go into their pub, boys. Doesn't um, doesn't Reese Witherspoon's character, like, early on when, when we get introduced to her and he's sitting in the car with her, doesn't she say like, oh, you, your dad owns the business or yeah. something. You don't have to do anything anyway, which makes me wonder, like, how do people keep like missing who he is if he's, you know, the owner's kid or something? So that I think is a little bit weird. Yeah. And the way he sits there with his headset on while she's talking to him, like he's in the car and he's got earphones on and he's listening to music. I think if I had my headphones on while you were chatting to me, you'd fucking batter me. <laughs> I think batter you. I'd just pull them off your head and batter them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I no, that would that that's just rude. That's just rudeness. It is very rude, I agree. But yeah, it's it's just I don't know. That's why at the end, because I, I read at the end that the director said that the audience wasn't supposed to think that Bateman was innocent and he thought it was a failure of his in the final scene because he just got the emphasis wrong. I should have left it more open ended. It makes it look like it was all failure in his head. Of hers, the director. Yeah, sorry, yeah. her, yeah. Um, and, and that's the thing, like, we came away from, we were, like, googling frantically, weren't we, to see... Yeah, like, what actually what really... What actually happened, because... Yeah. Neither of us have read the books. No. Uh, the books, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I thought maybe there was more clarity there in terms mm. of the outcome. You know, films have to condense hundreds of pages into, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. You know, remember, this, this wasn't... Uh, you know, twenty twenties, uh, where everything is three hours long. This is an older film, so it's quite condensed. But yeah, so she she sort of comments that uh, as, at least some of it happened, maybe. Would you think maybe that, like, a because like they don't recognize him, or you know, he's of a certain person because they get away with certain things. Maybe his dad is this big hot shot and is able. Anything that happens, we're just sweep that under the carpet. I don't know. I'm. I'm I, you can't see this. I'm given my. Mm, I don't think so. Face. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Because I don't think anyone who owns a serious business is going to be like, oh, god damn it, fucking sons yeah, murdered people, a bunch of people. Yeah, again. but your people he killed. This isn't my opinion. People he killed: homeless person, sex workers, 
You know what I mean? Because he, he turns around and says he was on the phone, I killed about, I think, was it 10 or 20, 20 maybe 40, homeless people yeah. and sex workers. And it's a well-known fact that when one of them are killed, that the police don't take it seriously. Nobody really gives a shit. So, like, it would be easy. Now, I know with Paul it's a we bit different. We did kill that lady friend and uh, maybe Paul Allen. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I think, uh, I don't think that that's the case. I don't think there's some kind of weird nepotism thing going on mm. where... It you know, won't be the just... first time. <laughs> no, I suppose not. But uh, I, I don't think that's it. I think that maybe he got away with some of it and like maybe some of it didn't happen. Maybe some of it didn't happen the way he thought it did. But um, I I think the, the only answer we really know is that nobody knows. Like there's no definitive answer of like, yep, that's exactly what happened. I mean, we could ask the author, but it was deliberately ambiguous to leave you wondering, you know, how much of this is real. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was a little bit of uh, covering up. All right, so you've got a like a conspiracy theory going on. Yeah. You've got, you know, uh, yeah. Bateman's dad is there, like ordering the apartment to get cleaned out and and swept and sold on. And no, uh, I don't think that he did that. I think they just went in because that maybe he hadn't been seen or been around, and they're like, oh shit, you know, and pay his rent. Yeah, like I mean, I think because of the way this film goes on, you don't really. Like, nothing is really clear. So it's almost like you can just come up with your own scenario of what you think will happen. Because, like I said, some people think that he did it. Some people think that it's all in his head, you know. And you're like, uh, you've got your own thing. This It's all, like, being covered up without him knowing. And so it's confusing the balls off of him. Uh, which I think is cool. That's a new one. I haven't yeah. heard that one. So um, that's uh, that's a cool theory. Because as well, now he feels like he's going mad. Because, like, could you imagine being that type of person? I know. You knowing stab that you've a bunch killed of people, all those people. Where the fuck did they go? And then oh. you're being told, um, no, no, they're all fine. But we don't see any. So it's not like yeah. Paul. Because part of me, when the when the lawyer was, like, saying, like, oh, that was a really funny joke. Was that you, Davis? Yeah. And then he was like, you know, oh, Bateman, he's such a dork. And was he such a boring, spineless life? Like, so they slag him off. You know, and even when he's having dinner with Paul, he kind of says something about Bateman as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's talking shit about him to his face. Yeah. I mean, I'd say poor bastard, but he did like stomp a dog to death. Yeah. So, you know. But I think you make a valid point when you said like the dad owns the company. So you think that everyone would know. Maybe that's why they think he's a cock. Yeah. But know? maybe they, yeah, maybe they haven't. He's a use to the stick. His dad's the only reason he's yeah. here for that kind of thing. So maybe that's it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know how I think. I th I think that he did kill the people and I think they covered up the two as in Paul and um cuz they didn't find a body or something. And I don't know what he did with the with his friend. Um the only one I think that would be hard to kind of explain away is the old lady that he shot by at the ATM. Yeah, I don't think that happened. No. Like, I think the whole, like, rampage through... You don't think through, that happened? No, no. No. No, I don't think he went through New York blasting at yeah. dogs and people and fucking cops and exploding cars. I, I don't think that should happen. Yeah. Fuck knows what did happen at that point. But, um, yeah, I think... I think that, like, maybe he killed some homeless people and hookers, but... Sex um, workers. Sex workers. Sorry. Well, we would do it's a period piece, sort okay. of. So you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to be authentic to the the time period, um, and uh, and that like maybe the other stuff didn't happen with the people that he knew, 
that's just where his imagination was taken him. That would probably be my thing. I want to know what everyone else thinks, though, because, um, you know, maybe there's someone who's spent a lot of time who's read the books and there's more more to it. So I'd be very interested to hear um, from you guys and say, what did you think happened at the end of the film? What about um, the guy, the mate, when he went to go and strangle him and he thought it meant that he... Oh, yeah, that was a weird, kind of like surprising turn of events. Also, I thought his card was shit. The gold yeah, one? Yeah, that's way too over the top. But, it's weird, um, the thing with the whole card thing. I just thought that was such a strange thing to get jealous over. It made me really want a cool business card, though. Don't don't get me wrong. Don't don't lie. You want one, too, right? No. What? With a watermark. It even had a watermark. <laughs> I know. It was just so weird. Like, the... Like, because the, the other guys, they were, like, naturally, like, oh, jealous, as in, oh, fucker, you got that. Like, whereas yeah, nice. Bateman was just, like, when he come in with the um the gold card, was that when he stormed out? Was that the bit where, because he stormed out, he, someone showed a card at one point, and he actually stormed out, because he showed his first. No, so Paul Allen shows his at the end, oh, yeah, you know, and he's like, let's see Paul Allen's card. And then, like, he's holding it. I love the way he just kind of, his hand just shakes, and he just drops the card to the table. That's awesome. Mm. Um, but, no, he doesn't storm out there, and he storms out after going to strangle. The, oh, the guy, the, yeah, the guy. yeah, yeah. And then the guy tries to, like, smooch him. Yeah, and the, I, he's the guy that's with, the girl he's having an affair with. Yeah, that's a weird love triangle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's a very... Um, Threesome. It's a very strange uh, setup. And also they think that uh, his partner is having an affair with one of his friends. You think, yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yes, that's right. And he's right, like, because yeah. I'm having an affair with her. Like, I mean, can you imagine this being your group of friends? Like, knowing that none of them actually give a shit about you or anyone else. They're all just want to out for themselves like it must be like I know everyone thinks like money is the be on end all but what a miserable existence to, if that was your friend group like just doing a bunch of cocaine drinking and talking shit about people you don't even care about but you don't even care yeah you don't even care about each other it's not like any of them would have their back I mean you know it's just it's quite sad really when you think about it like if that is your life that is the American dream. It's Sorry, I know, I know, I know. But I think, like, for a while, that was a kind of... Oh, I work an, on Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. You know, that that was people chasing it, and mm. that's where it got them. So, you know, I think things are different now. But, you know, Wolf of Wall Street type thing, you know? Yeah, really, but to really... me, that's, like, my worst nightmare. Oh, God, yeah. You no, know? I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, okay. oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you in the pub with your card, having an affair with... Uh... One of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Doing coke off her tits or something. In the Ew! <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. That's... I like the little altercation when they're at that club. And the guy's like, hey, will you calm down? I'm trying to take some drugs here. Uh, it's just funny. And they're like shit drugs. And he's like, well, if we take <laughs> yeah, enough of it. Yeah, yeah, we'll be okay. Yeah. But that's the thing. They're all just so angry and riled up and... Ugh. It's quite exhausting to watch sometimes. I know. I don't have that energy. Maybe, no, not even when I was 27. Did you have that energy when you used to do drugs? Is that what coke does to you? It makes you... Yeah. Yeah, it's a stimulant. It makes so, you all yeah. riled up. All riled up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the term I know, is. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I was so riled up. That stuff was amazing. Uh, no. But yeah, it's it's a stimulant, so the, the way they were behaving was right, you know. So we, when you were young, were you an asshole when you did that? I, I never really did that much coke. Oh, right. Not Not my thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> we won't go into what your thing was. No, no. <laughs> um, oh. So, do you have uh, anything else to add to this? Uh, like, what was your favourite... I'm stealing this from the horror project because I don't usually do this, so... Sorry, Phil and Laura. What was your um, favourite kill in it? Like, what do you think was your best one? When you enjoyed the most, use of a better term. Yeah, I really gotta get this one right. Like, the obvious one is is Paul Allen because yeah. I just love the, the whole yeah. manic way he kind of approaches it. That's that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, let's take Paul aside because no, I think Paul yeah. is basically the best scene of the whole film. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's an easy one to choose. So, aside from that, I'm going to say the dog because nobody kills the dog in films unless it's like, oh, he's such a bad guy and, and they never really, like, show it. So, they made it brutal and it was, like, super, like, Fucking hell, like, you know. Because you kind of see yeah. the, they do it from quite, the shot's quite far away, don't they? Because yeah. you hear the dog kind of making a noise. And you then hear the you dog just, yell, but he's like aggressively it. stomping it. on it. Yeah. yeah. And like, that was like, oh my God. Uh, whereas most most of them, you know, it's like he's stabbing away and you're like, oh, what a good stab. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, when you're watching horror and stuff like that, it doesn't like impact you very much. You what know? a good stab yeah. that was. Jolly good show. Unless it's like super graphic, you know, they have to do a lot to really shock you in, in films these days. But, you know, stomping on a dog really aggressively is a pretty solid way to do it. Yeah. yeah. That kind of cold sort of mechanical way that he, he kills is, is interesting. Aww. You're the one who's all into the murder porn. I'm, I'm just here fly on the wall yeah i'm not into murdering dogs though i'm not into murdering people either but, you know, <laughs> but the the dogs it's <laughs> good to know the dogs are just a bit more um you know when it's a little thing and then when he has that kitten and stuff like that yeah no i don't i think mine that, that's my favorite scene besides the kitten the, no, just the whole like weirdness of like feed me a stray cat and then he's like about to shoot a kitten into the oh, ATM. Right, yeah. That's just fucking weird, man. So I, I just find the uh, craziness of it uh, just funny and cool. Yeah, I think the, the I suppose best kills the wrong way to put, but for me it was the, the scene that I think kind of, you know, I felt the most was that homeless guy. When he was like, you're such a good man and you're because it because of how he kind of made him think that he was there to help yeah. him. And then he was so mean. And, you know, I just that was a, that was really hard to fucking watch. Yeah, it's like he it's like he went in with the intent of helping him and then just. Yeah, but he knew he wasn't going to. I don't know. Maybe. No, he wasn't. I know. I felt like he was genuine at first. And then he just kind of like the guy just fails to meet his expectations. And uh, and he's just like, you know what? I've got nothing in common with you. you, And you smell like shit. <laughs> and then you just yeah. So I don't know. I think maybe you're right. But um, but I think that's the thing with all the people he kills. They've got no value to him whatsoever. You know what I mean? Like sex workers, homeless people, some of his mates. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? His mate is the girl that he kills. Like, you know, they just, they mean nothing. And maybe that's why he didn't kill Jean. A, because he kind of felt a slight something. But she actually helps him because like she probably as a PA especially to someone like that she probably has some sort of purpose because she organizes his life and keeps him in check and tells him what he's got to do and what he's not got to do so maybe there was a bit of that he's like oh shit I can't lose the PA they're quite right. hard to get I got a question for you though okay one last one what do you okay. think happens after the final scene like he's somehow despite everything <laughs> somehow seems to have gotten away with it 
Uh, and he's just kind of sits back down in his chair and he's, you know, where have we got a reservation? <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, he's sort of back on it. What do you think happens from there? Does he just go on stabbing people and uh, laughing away and educating people on music? or? I think that he will go away, have a little think about, you know, am I going mad? Did I do those things? And then he'd be like, I still want to do those things. So I don't give a shit whether I did those things or not. I'm going to go and do it. Oh, yeah, because he says like that he just wants to inflict that suffering that he can't escape from yeah. on everyone. Yeah. And uh, so I think, yeah, of course, he'd go around. Yeah, he's just a bit people. confused at the moment. But what about Gene, who finds his, his calendar? Ah, yeah, that's the thing, actually. Will she go... I mean, it's not like mental health was a big thing back then. She's not going to be like, ooh, I should really refer you to a GP. (laughs) I think he's got a bit of a problem. You know, either she's going to be like, ooh, fuck, and like quit a job or something. Or, um, you know, she's not, I don't think she would be about to confront him. No, I think she'd call the police because she seems like she's got morals, that one. She's probably the only one that oh, actually yeah. has Maybe she'd any. Maybe she call old Willem. Yeah, I think her and Willem are the only two that have any sort of um, that are human. The rest of them aren't. They're just not. You know, I don't mean I, I don't mean like the sex workers or the homeless people. I mean like the the Wall Street folk. You know, their partners. Like, there's nothing like nice about them. You just don't. You feel nothing for them. Like if he had killed Reese Witherspoon, well, that one character, guy is an absolute tosser. What's his name? Uh, you know the the blonde guy, Josh yeah. Lucas. Is that Josh Lucas? I don't yeah. know their names. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, he's just he a twat. He me on he, Twitter. He, that's how I know who he is. Well, he's a twat. <laughs> no, uh, no, he's he's the one who's like designated Joker stroke asshole for the thing, and you're just like, no, Instagram. Fuck this he guy. messaged me on Instagram. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> um, um, no, I know they're just, but they're. I just think they're they're basically Bateman, but without the murder. Well, that's exactly it. He's trying yeah. to fit in, isn't he? Yeah. He's trying to be one of them. Yeah. I'm envious of his like morning routine, though. I wish I had the willpower. I to know. Do that. I was watching when I saw his workout. I was like, God, yeah, that would be good. And when he's doing like his the crunches and the skipping and the the face, I like. I love that mask he has on. I do love that. Uh, picture that you see of him with that on. I know your face is puffy as shit in the morning. Oh, we? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that is a great. That's discipline. That's what we should like. I try and do my morning routine, and I felt quite well, a lot since lockdown. Look where it gets you. You soon you'll be fucking feeding stray cats to ATMs and stuff. No. That's why I don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Worried about what would happen. Yeah, I don't want to stab um, a homeless guy. Yeah, and his apartment as well. Like, to say he likes to kill people up there, and it's very white. Yeah, you know, poor choice of decor. Yeah, because when he goes to the um, the uh, the place where you clean stuff, the laundryette. No, the cleaning place. The, the dry clean- cleaning place. What the fuck are you <laughs> The dry cleaners. Yeah? Yeah, when he goes there. And a laundrette. Yeah, it is a laundryette. Oh, no, it, no, you're right. It was a dry cleaner. Yeah. Because he's trying to get the stains The laundryette is when you do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at the dry cleaners and he's like trying to, like, he's like, oh, it's just cranberry juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and they're saying that they can't get the shit out. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Like everything's so clinical looking. I suppose because he does use, he cuts people up and he uses certain thing. Maybe that reflects it. I don't know. But um, it, it's not the best color to have. Easy. Wiped, wiped clean, you know. Oh, missed a spot. 
Yeah, but it's just it's just wrong. I don't I don't think he's really thinking. They're not like thinking about forensic science. No, I know, but he's point. just got nothing going on. He just wants the plain, yeah, boring. You know, there's no sense of art or taste yeah. or beauty for him. It's just no. I want utilitarian. There's no there's no like personal touch to the place. You know, could do with a few personal touch. Personal, um, like some nice uh, cushions and stuff. Bit of a woman's touch. Maybe a fish tank. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd go with Paul Allen's apartment. No, I didn't like that one either. That was a bit too grim. But over the two, I mean, come on, which one are you going to choose? An in-between? Yeah. Yeah, no, his was I li- too... I like the bit where he goes in. He's like, I had a brief moment of absolute panic when I noticed that he had a view and it was clearly more expensive than mine. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Um, so have you got anything to add to this? No, definitely not. Awesome film. Would you watch it again? I did. This was not my first time watching it. No, but the would film. you watch it again? Again, again. Yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not going to bother uh, saying where you can find Devin and stuff because he doesn't do the whole real social media. Well, you we- could have found me on OnlyFans, but not anymore. <laughs> How are we going to survive now? <laughs> no. Um, no, but... You just do gaming, don't you? You talk to people through the through the gaming stuff. You will find me nowhere. If you want me more, tell Lorraine, and I'll come back and trash talk all of her murder porn that she likes to watch. It's better than watching just porn. <laughs> Today uh, we're talking about Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> Although in this, there was plenty of porn for you. Because when he wasn't doing it, there was some in the background on the telly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, Dev, thanks for coming on. And um, I will see you in a minute. Because <laughs> you're sat right next to me. Thanks very much for having me. I hope that I didn't bore the shit out of everyone. No, I wish you didn't. They'd seem to you um, All right, then, so uh, I'd just like to say goodbye. And we will chat to you all again. Well, I will very soon. Bye. Bye. The Podbreed Network is strictly for the small podcasts that are up and coming in the vast world of podcasting. Podbreed is made up of many diverse podcasts coming together to achieve the same goal of being the best damn podcast network on the planet. Find out more at podbreed.com.